Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Piber on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning and welcome to the Outdoor Line, streaming live on MyNorthwest.com. Don't forget about the live video feed on 710sports.com and of course the venerable the OutdoorLine.com with blogs, podcasts, and soon to have pictures of Joey Pyburn with docks full of, of halibut, lingcod, rockfish, and other goodies from the coast. And there, there may be just there may be a little in the cooler. There the may be a little be. taste out potentially, there for you. Potentially. I gotta cut yes. the big guy in for his his ten percent. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what though, we uh we we ate some fresh ling this week from Puget Sound. We did. That freaking opener was surprising, dude. It was good. It was good everywhere. It's my first time ever catching a ling or fishing. I've yeah. caught a ling cod out there salmon fishing, incidentally, but that was my first time actually targeting ling cod on possession. Yeah. Um it was cool, man. That's fun. That's yeah. fun. It's you know and we had and- Pits the Mike Highlander Pitson <laughs> oh, on board. Man. Yeah, we we had we had quite the crew. Yeah, yeah we did. Shane Palco and again Palco, from ben. my buddy Josh Land. Yeah, yeah, it's good dudes, all of them, and uh, and everybody got bit, dude. So, um, what did we have? 50, 50 pile perch in a bait tank. Yeah, every single one of those things got got inhaled. gobbled down, dude. I couldn't believe it. And we were catching we, we were catching quillback rockfish. We were catching. Um, Maybe not a canary, but uh, coppers, coppers, copper rockfish, and 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 some, quillbacks some and, chinas. Yeah, couple chinas, couple china in rocks. There. Good call. Yep, and all all of eating size, but we you know they're 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 out of bounds. And a cabazon, and a cabazon, and, and you called him the little cruncher, yeah. and, and he was not little. Yeah, and and they they do they're they're built differently. And, and it was funny because like we got a picture of everybody, Mike Pitts, and he's holding them up, and 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 the the guys the the cabazon still had. You know, some some a, a shell of a crab or something. He was crunching it as it. Yeah, they're just they're crazy. Crab crunchers. Crazy. Yeah, they are crab crunchers. There's no question. But we, but like you said, I mean, we just we walked up the food chain, got the use the use the jigs to get the the, bait, get the pogies, and, yep. and, and then and then and, fed and them. a fun way to fish those lings too, because really it's it's like the easiest fishery you can do because you just you run them down, yep. bounce bottom, bring it up a little bit, put them in the rod holders. And leave yeah, them. Yeah. And you want to use, instead of using like a stiffer bottom fish rod, your, you want to use your salmon rod because you want that flex. You want yep. that ling cod to come up. Forgiveness. Grab that yes. little shiny bugger and and not have a, a lot of resistance there. And the key was Nick hook. Kester hooked us up with the hooks. Yeah, the uh, Gamakatsu 221 413s, uh, 3 octopus circle inlines. Nasty. Yeah, they are. The 221 413s, and I'm not even kidding. Those things, uh, I had not used them before, and the shape of that hook, the size of that hook and the shape of that hook was absolutely the pogey hook. They're a circle hook, so once you get uh, little Lady Gaga, you know, shiner perch, get them, get their mouth open, you run it up and just run it through the roof of their mouth, and that's it. They're 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 there. They're, it's, yeah, they it's don't a, come off. It's a piercing. <laughs> yes, yeah, but a nose it, pierce. Yeah, exactly. And so we were running eight ounce sinkers in the front, sixes in the back, and then maybe a lighter jig kind of bouncing out. And I think was anybody using a four aught? I think we we're kind of using 
sixes and eights kind of was yeah. the deal. Yep. But uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, and that it's was... been it's been solid out there. Our, yeah. our buddy Chris Sherwood is on the water right now. He sent me pictures. He went out before work Put on Thursday. And I was headed out of La Push. Um, we were actually on the grounds at this point, and I get a picture from him at 740, done with a 34, yeah. a 34, and a 30-inch yeah. lingcod. Uh, same program. He said it, he, they actually went and caught sand dabs. Um, he said it took longer to catch the sand dabs than it did to get their limit. And he ran the program, two live baits down and a big lancer kind mm-hmm. of banging around down there making noise. He, I think he hooked one on the lancer, but – the sand dabs were uh, were on fire. So then you headed out to the coast for the for the ocean opener, and out to La Push, and the one two punch. We talked to Mark Coleman about this last week, with regard to that pipe jig. It when you when you're in a drifting scenario, there's something about that consistent banging of the bottom with that pipe jig, and then having the bait down there. And and you had an interesting experience switching gear and watching other everybody else's success and so so tell the story it's it's well, super interesting well, and, and indicative of of the importance of making some noise down there yes definitely um, well I was lucky enough to fish with my friend Roger Ross the guy's a very well known angler out in the the Port Angeles CQ Nia Bay La Push dude. area um, Roger is an unlimited tonnage ocean master yeah. Which that's that's yeah. as cool right that's, there, right? That's rarefied. Uh, he's running nine hundred foot oil tankers yeah. from California to <laughs> Valdez and back. Uh, he is the guy who fuels your vehicles for you. Thank you, um, thank you. So yeah. he, does he get he, does he get free listen, gas at the, at the at the dock? Does he get free gas uh, on the push? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, but we wait, I, I brought this stuff here. Can I have some? The run me? out was fast. Yeah, uh, we ran twenty seven miles out. The ocean was flat. We got out there. We ran. We started with two pipe jigs, and then a bunch of just you know, you're you're like Gibbs Delta right. big eye jig, sixteen ounces with crazy scampy skirts yeah, and yeah. all kinds of jazz, you know, that just cool stuff to swim around. Big chunk of tuna belly or salmon belly on the hook. You got to have some bait on you that do. thing. You got to. You got to. Whether it's herring or octopus or yeah. squid or whatever you got, got to have some stink down there. That definitely made a difference. Um, I ran a pipe jig, and Jason two trouble, Humble, two treble hooks, two pounder. Uh, we ran singles because we're releasing a gotcha, kicking back a lot of fish, right? So big old two pound pipe jig. Yep. Okay. With a big skirt on it, yeah, yeah. Jazz it up a little bit. Jason Humble from Washington State Fishing on on uh, on the Facebook. He was on one side, I was on the other. We're both banging the bottom. The other guys are running those big jigs, and the, I mean, out of the gate, it was on fire. And I, I had a cup like the first three drifts, I caught a lot of fish. And then the uh, I think at some point there, Jason switched over. So these, there's five guys running <laughs> he said, jigs. The heck, the heck with the bike jig. I'm tired of doing curls. And, I want to catch a fish. Yeah. And then I just stuck with it. But my pipe jig went quiet. Yeah. Just nothing. Um, but the, at times we're hooked up five, right, five right. rods going, right? So, which is fine with me. I like that. I And you're on the 700 foot contour, 650, or am uh, I not deep, supposed to say that? Deepest we fished was 750. Um, but we caught most of our fish in the six to 650 range. In my professional opinion, that's deep. That's deep. That's deep. It was the deepest I've ever fished. It was killer. Um, but, you know, it, it allowed me to, with that pipe jig, not getting bit. You know, someone yell out, I'm at 50. I would just stick it in the rod holder, yeah. 
bring it up 20 feet or so. Tanicum 750 then, electrics. Yep. And then all rain shadow rods, yeah, yeah. Uh, team rain shadow, the, the, their rods are amazing. Yeah. Um, and it allowed me to then run around and do what I sure. like to do. Yeah. Deckhand gaff, kill. Team, gaff, team giant murder. lingcod and halibut in their face. Bring them on board. Slit their gills. Yeah. And then put it, them in the cooler. And then and then just watch the white meat pile increase. Yes. Yeah, dude. Fresh white meat, dude. Yeah. Unbelievable. And, and so, you know, that, that pipe jig went, went quiet, but everybody else is catching fish, which is fine with me. And then after an hour or so of me not catching anything, I thought, well, I'll just throw one of these on because maybe it's just going to roll this way. I threw it on, and then it, I mean, our next drift, we caught some fish, sure. but it wasn't like it was. Yeah. And I did one drift, and I was like, man, that, I'm going to go back yeah. to my pipe jig. And I just think. Team listen, player, dude, you were being a team player, but you, you noticed the difference of just having the bait down there, which was quiet, and using that one two punch of the pipe jig. Because, and, and again, a, a pipe jig is a lead filled piece of copper pipe. And you have this thing moving up and down and banging in an electrolyte that is salt water, mm-hmm. right? And and it's sending off that electrical charge down there by banging around on the bottom and all the noise and stuff like that. Just the noise alone, yep. if you think about it, if Dude. those fish are down there and they're seeing, you know, through throughout the drift, they're seeing this stuff fluttering around, sure. jigging around up above them. But then they hear all this crashing and noise that can inspire them 100%. to, okay, something's happening something's here. Happening. They want to go get that bait before somebody else does, right? right? It's competition. Yeah. So uh, I am completely geeked out over the push. <laughs> the push is so cool, dude. Oh, man. It is. And, 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 and every one of our Washington ports just has its own unique character. And we touched a little bit on this last week. But, you know, Nia Bay has its... You know, it's structure and pillars and stuff like that. But La Push is just a little bit different. You know, first beach, second beach, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The old Forks vibe deal. Then you go down to Westport and, you know, it's kind of more of a marina community. And it's a flat shelf dropping mm-hmm. off. And then, you know, Waco, you got the mouth of Columbia River coming out there. You know, yeah. and each one of them has an amazing halibut quota this year. Your north coast quota areas three and four is 129, almost 130,000 pounds. Uh, Westport has 64,000 pounds by itself. Columbia River has another 18.8. So there's 195,000 pounds. Well, on our on- Puget Sound has 80,000. So you guys yeah. better get after it. Yeah, because because we so we looked at the catches already, and we haven't been through that much of the quota yet, like at all. But we so, we've done pretty well. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, yeah, but but there's there's still a there's hell a lot, lot of fish left. There's a to lot be of caught. fish. So we, uh, according to um, the latest catch estimates by WDFW, there's there's sixty eight thousand pounds left on the Puget Sound quota. Now, after today's uh, fish Northwest halibut therapy, I, I would not be the least bit surprised. A nice quiet day like that. You know, we could we could see eight thousand pounds of halibut. You know, in the straits. So they, that wouldn't be that wouldn't amaze me at all. But then um, now. Coming into June, then it's every day, every you, day, every day. You, yep. can, you can fish in June, and it's is, been a decent average size. If you run the yes. numbers and average that out, got you know it's about an eighteen pound average. And obviously, there's you know guys are catching some bigger fish and some smaller fish. But no question, dude. There's nothing better. I made fish tacos last night. Oh, you uh, know what? Let's, fresh. Let's, let's 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 cook Put, some let's cook some white meat next. Next. Okay. okay now hold on. Definitely. So, but first, we haven't even run down the show. We're so fired up about actually getting up fishing and eating stuff like that. So, uh, we are going to talk a little bit more you know, about the ling fishery. Next segment, we're going to dive into the whole Southeast Alaska troll issue and the awful 
ding dongs at that well, awful. I hate even saying yeah. their names. That anti hatchery group out of Duval, and and how they're trying to slash our production here in Puget Sound, and how they're trying to shut down southeast alaska we'll get to that right but we're also going to jump in we're going to talk to mikey uh, mikey lawrence of big salmon resort.net out of nia bay it was a flat it was a calm it was a pretty productive halibut opener mikey's going to talk give us a scene from uh from nia bay nikki kester the puget sound pirate a lingcod 101 if you have never caught a lingcod in puget sound nikki has it dialed there's not a lot about puget sound lingcod that that i didn't learn from nikki you know, I mean, I don't get to do it that much. I'm, I'm you know, typically the you're, you're out of here. Typically, the boat's gone this time of year. Yeah. So, and then, uh, and then, of course, Kevin John. Uh, <laughs> I got, I got up to uh, to holiday and talked to Kevin John. Dude, there's so much going on right now in the San Juans. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we just talked about the the fish northwest halibut derby, but you had the ling opener up there, you know, and a solid halibut fishery up there. But you also got the Skagit River Springer deal, which was more productive than Kevin thought it was going to be. We're going to talk about that that Chinook opportunity in the in the Skagit. And then all the stuff going on in the lakes in Skagit County, Whatcom County, all the stuff going on. There's great Kokanee Lakes up there. The Lowland Lake deal is going. So Kevin John Holiday Sports, um, who uh, who has a bone to pick with you about your crispy boots and the way you rub oh, bear, come, the, the way you put on. bear grease on them instead of the crispy cream you're supposed to put on them. The right? crispy so, cream. The crisp, it is. It's crispy boot cream. <laughs> okay, it's listen. Crisp, I'm not, not a using donut. I, I'm not using yes, crispy cream. I'm using bear bear okay. fat, rendered okay. bear All fat. All right. Well, we're going to we're going to we're going to have a fight over that. Mm-hmm. All right. Right back here, we're going to cook a little white fish for you and we're going to put a rocket in the pocket of a local anti-hatchery group next here in the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to the Outdoor Line, 866-979-3776, locally 206-421-3776. That is the Reverse Shine Hotline, brought to you by Duckworth Wellcraft, and also the text toy, 866-979-3776. So, if you catch a ling or halibut and you throw it, all in the freezer. You're doing yourself an amazing disservice, dude. You got to eat that stuff fresh. My program is I I keep enough out to yes. eat it every day for go. like four days. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's so simple. And you can do and dude. the cool thing is it's like four days of fish, but every meal you can make it yes. so much different. Uh-huh. You I had tacos last night. Bingo. I'm going to do Which is a little saute? Uh no, I, I just there's this um there's this product called Fishmonger. Okay. It's a it's a you know, it's a floury, right, you yeah. know, b- breaded deal. Okay, okay. But it's very light. Right. And I just dust it with it. Just give it a quick fry. I cut it yeah. in little strips. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Dude, it was it was nuts. A little bit of a cabbage slaw. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Perfect. You know, and, and we've already covered the fish packets, the, right? The Asian fish packets and, are and, always a winner. So and that's a foil wrap deal with some bok choy and, and some other stuff. The simplest way to do it, and, and and one of my favorite ways to do it, is steaming. 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 And if you have any kind of steamer at home, you take a whole lemon and slice that freaking lemon up, squeeze some on top of the fish, throw the rest of the lemon peels and everything in the water, okay? Take just a pinch of sea salt and just a, and then sesame oil, mm-hmm. okay? And then, and then, so it's got lemon, lemon juice on the halibut, or, or, or ling, whatever. Yep. Little lemon juice, little just a dash of salt, and that sesame oil, and you steam it, and it, it turns 
that beautiful translucent to opaque. Yeah. As soon as it's opaque, it is done. done. And it's three minutes, five minutes, maybe, depending on the thickness of the fish. Break that up. Throw it on a little bit of sticky rice with just a little bit of that Japanese barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Jeff Paco turned and, me on that. And, and the thing about, like, ling cod and halibut is it takes whatever you season with yes. it so well. It does. That you just need – you don't need a lot. Yeah. Just a little bit. And it, ugh, the but, flavor. But the, but the way you feel after you eat that, right? You, you know. All right. You're on the road. You know you shouldn't do it. But you're dying, and you go grab a burger someplace. You, Mrs. Beasley's on the way home okay. from. All right, now Mrs. From Beasley's springer fishing. They, no, that's different. <laughs> Mrs. Beasley's on I five. That's different. It, but you know what I mean. You well, still, you're still going to feel that heavy you, you, heaviness you of the meal. You do, right? Yeah, you do. But but you eat that. You know, you eat that halibut. You eat that white meat, and it's just like, dude, your stomach says, "Oh my gosh!" And 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 it's it's a readily available protein. All the nutrients dump right in your bloodstream, and it's so good for you that 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 ocean born. Lipid profile and all that stuff is just, I mean, I tell you what, man, I just feel great after eating that stuff. Um, The trollers in southeast Alaska right now don't feel so great. I I mean, they love to eat fish, too. Mm -hmm. They love to catch fish. This is how they make their living. Um, Has Alaska over-harvested over the years? Who hasn't, right? The history of every single exploited marine species on the planet is harvest over harvest, crash and recovery. Every single species on the planet. So, Southeast Alaska is no different. The problem with Southeast is it's interception fishery. Most of the fish that are caught in Southeast, most of the Chinook, I should say, are not of Alaskan origin. And there's the rub. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, alongside that, the Pacific Salmon Commission over the past few years has initiated a um, SRKW prey availability protocol by which we have increased, and we're going to really see this next year in a forecast, up to 20, 20 million rather smolts in Washington waters from the South Sound to the Snohomish drainage, um, some in the Skagit, some in the, some in the Columbia River, and we're going to see this increased prey availability. So what does Wild Fish Conservancy do? They file suit against... The Southeast Alaska Troll Fleet and challenge the NIMP's biological opinion. Okay. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you get a little big for your britches, right? They have never, and I mean, Wild Fish Conservancy has never really seen a backlash like they're about to see. Now they have the attention and ire of Southeast Alaskan communities and the state of Alaska. Those crosshairs around the Wild Fish Conservancy. Washington, D.C. is now aware of this through the Bureau of Indian Affairs because another second suit that Wild Fish Conservancy challenges the prey availability aspect of this here in Washington State. So this additional 20 million Chinook that will benefit tribal and non-tribal fishers alike is now being challenged by Wild Fish Conservancy. Let's quickly look at the history of Wild Fish Conservancy's actions. Wild Fish Conservancy under... The, the Phil Anderson administration in Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, one of the best directors we've ever had, Phil Anderson was forced by Wild Fish Conservancy's actions to basically end our hatchery steelhead program mm-hmm. here in, in the Puget Sound Basin. Has this had any type of positive effect on our wild fish opportunities or wild fish numbers in Puget Sound Basin? As far as, no. No. Not even close. No. 
all it has done is ended fishing. They want to do the same on salmon. If you know anybody that's supporting this litigious group that has in the past filed for and received grants from the state of Washington only to turn around and sue the state of Washington and also has in every single one of their lawsuits made sure they get enough money to continue this business model of theirs. A disca- a, a, to, a, a, to line their pockets. Bingo. So they can keep on doing what they're doing. This is, you know, and, and so um, Tim, Tim Bristol of, of, of the Salmon State, of Salmon State, uh, he's, excuse me, he's the executive director of Salmon State, Tim Bristol, said in a press release, and I quote, this is an abuse of the Endangered Species Act by an out-of-touch, ideological, serial litigants, and he's obviously referring to the Wild Fish Conservancy's contemptible business model of just repeating this lawsuit, repeating. So now even the tribes of the state of Washington have joined together and, and have opposed this. So now you got the tribes, the Bureau of Indian Affairs, the federal government, the state of Alaska, and a lot of southeast Alaskan communities, all with their collective crosshairs on the Wild Fish Conservancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, congratulations, knuckleheads. Good, you're, good. You're gonna you 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 bit off a little bit more than you can chew this time. And and uh, I tell you what, you. Uh, and I, you, I you, just I, I it's about time. You know the thing that there's so many things about this organization that bug me, but you know when they shut down our hatchery program on the Skycomish River, my home river. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know they they now. That, you know they're releasing fifty thousand smolt. Okay, um, I I'm no biologist, but I believe that when you push out a bunch of hatchery fish, smolt, it adds a, it's a like cannon fodder for for those wild fish. It gives the wild and, fish and, a great degree of cover, right? Yes. I mean, so, just I mean, it makes sense that that would be so the way it works. And I, now the only thing that is in that system. To be preyed on by these predators is wild fish. Wild fish. And the cormorants are chewing them up. And we you know, see and, the, and, the and we, amount we, of yes. cormor- cormorants and, and uh, mergansers, those delicious mergansers that I, <laughs> I try to kill every time I'm on and, the river. And harbor season. seals and, and everything else. Look, the only way to bring back historical abundance of salmon is to get everybody to move out of the river valleys. That's never going yeah, to right. Hatcheries are a tool in the fight to recover salmon. If the if a tool is not doing the job that you intended, you don't blame the tool. Okay, it's a simple calculus. If you're going to have fish, you have to have habitat. If you've compromised the habitat, you have to have hatcheries in order to support harvest. Okay, that's it. We're not going away. Mm-hmm. We're not going away, and, and nor nor should we. Right. the The ability to fish Washington waters is nothing short of our birth. It is and, and, absolutely, and, and, and we need to and we need to fight for it, and we need to fight this knucklehead group out of Duval, and they're gonna they're gonna see some stuff coming down their way that I hope ends that organization because they've done nothing but build beach houses for attorneys. That's yeah. all they've done, dude. All right, we're gonna pop out here for a quick break. We are heading to Nia Bay. We're gonna talk to Mikey Lawrence, BigSalmonResort dot com. Let's go butt fishing out on the coast next here in the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station seven ten Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. Well, if you're heading out to Nia Bay, you're not going to be in town too very long before you either run into the Big Salmon Resort or Big Mikey Lawrence. Good morning. 
Mikey Boo. Morning. Morning, buddy. What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing, man? You're not going to ask me what's going on. We're in Seattle. You're in Mia Bay. I'm asking you what's going on, Mikey. <laughs> uh, a little bit of overcast, flat, calm sea. <laughs> Just the same old Nia Bay weather, you know? <laughs> I love I, I love the flat, common overcast. What is it about? Yeah. And you don't get that many of them, right? And, and, and no, it's no. it's just fish weather. It, it's, it's you know, that little bit, of, little bit of cover, a little bit of cloud cover, but flat, calm seas, man. And it sounds like the fish yeah. been in a biting mood out there, too. Yeah, when you go out to the seat closures, for sure. Um, halibut ain't very big out there yet. But, uh, yeah, the link cut are freaking massive right now. But I know that. Blue dot, same report. Kind of had to work for them at Blue Dot, 72 square, halibut are deeper, link cod are still there. I remember the far holes, but yeah, anything else? Any other spots? Swift Shores, they are at Swift Shore, but they're not on the 300 ledge. They're kind of more off the 450, 550 range at Swift Shore. I don't, I, I don't remember a whole lot of openers where the guys had a 30 knot C. At a 30 mile an hour sea. You're saying, you were saying guys are coming in at 28, 29 miles an hour yes. at Nia Bay. Uh, I mean, typically, I, I don't know what it is. WDFW has some kind of far, farmer's almanac or fisherman almanac and plans the halibut openers <laughs> on the worst possible weather, right? I mean, this yeah, was yeah. The, the guys, the guys may have had some challenges, but high winds and rough seas were not. Well, part of the channel. Right now, we have a two and a half foot at nine seconds out Dude. there with with a four mile an hour gust. Oh, yeah. yeah, I just got the call. Got the call from the charter boat that we booked for Mike on the assault weapon, and he was he's bombing out. He's going thirty two all the way out <laughs> to the ground. He's probably already there. <laughs> and so, probably already. So I was just out there um, on Wednesday and uh, came out and visited you guys for a little while. Uh, dumped yeah. a bunch of bait, octopus, squid, some herring. What 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 are guys catching fish on out there? Is there one particular thing that's working better than others? The pipe jig and your octopus, yeah. uh, as usual, flying through a whole lot of the black labels that we have from you. Okay, um, them are always the popular ones. Pretty much a lot of herring, but I'm I'm more of an octopus guy myself, just because it hangs on the hook longer, and that's pretty much my believer in is that octopus though, hundred percent. And then the, the other thing, so, you know, um, I was out there and I'm driving my way out to Nibay and I saw a couple trollers out there, you know, working, working down the coastline. And you, you said those guys have been coming in with a very nice grade of Chinook, right? Like just a, a better grade than we saw last year. Yes, out front was pretty good. But uh, the good report is that there was a lot of fish out at the south. Well, I guess like everyone calls it the prairie. A lot of people know that as the prairie, but. The salmon report out on the ocean is phenomenal already. They had, I don't know, the, the non-natives get 105, I think it's 105 or 110 fish per boat, and those guys all got that in a day, day and a half, and they're all in already. And that's not typically the case. No. That's not typically the nope, case at no, all, it, and it's and it's weird. We're, we're just sitting here trying to recon, reconcile this a little bit, Mikey, because and I'm being I'm being charitable when I'm saying that the Columbia River Springer fishery underperformed. And I, I mean I'm being charitable. And 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 we we just looked at the Dart you know data access in real time, and the Columbia River Springer run to date right now is only running at fifty percent of the ten year average. What are the grits so good in the ocean right now? They stayed out a little longer, but it, you know maybe maybe the Springer's under unperformed because. Right now, you're not you're not looking at spring chinook. You're, you're you should be encountering summer chinook out on the tr- out on the trolling grounds. 
Correct. Yeah, I think those springers are still heading up that way. I think because that, that's what they pretty much caught out there. Because yeah. they all pretty much caught them out there. At the, we always call it the prairie as well, but we call it the southeast corner because that's where it's kind of south. It's between the sea closure and 72 square out on the like south of Blue Dot, about 10 miles. But it's out on that area where they all scooped them up right before where Nitnat Canyon drops off, and then it comes back up on the other side at Wanda Fuca. That's where they scooped all those big kings up, and that's pretty much all. Columbia River fish is what we always say the beginning of May fish are that you catch out there. So yeah, that normally determines how the salmon season will turn out as well. It's looking like it be a pretty good season. Looking like well, you probably and, see and, me and Joey coming out there, Mikey. Yeah, no, not that way. And man, I was impressed with uh, your tackle selection, dude. Like you have you have stuff that I don't see in some shops around here. You got some cool stuff. You're very well stocked up. You got a bunch of bait in your freezer. Um, and, and there's plenty of space out there for guys. Uh, and if, and, and now you guys have a restaurant, right? The warm yeah, house correct. restaurant the warm there house. where guys can actually sit down and have a meal and maybe have a, have a meal of one of those tasty springers that were caught right out Ooh. in front. Yeah, we've been having the springers and we also just this weekend, we had the white King. Everyone oh. enjoyed the white King with cooked that over the Kipper barrel. And a lot of people said it was probably the best fish they ever ate. Oh, it's fresh. Yeah, white King, dude. My you, bad on that one. You're killing <laughs> me. You, you are killing me, Mikey. <laughs> also, Joey's killing me because, you know, we're, we're doing a bottom fish segment here and you're the one that went to salmon. Usually uh, that's well, my look, bad habit. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I talked to a bunch of people. <laughs> I talked to a bunch of people out there and just the, the, buzz. the number of, yeah, Chinook they're seeing and the size, just yep. it's got me fired up, man. So so yep. Mike, we're we're you talking with, no, no doubt. We're talking with Mikey Lawrence, Big Salmon Resort, Big Salmon dot net. And Mikey, if you want to get on the halibut program in in Nia Bay, just like we talked about last last week at Westport, booking a charter is probably one of the best ways to really shorten your learning curve. So what would you tell somebody, it's their first time coming out of Nia Bay, what do they need to know, what do they need to bring, when do they need to come out? Uh, bring a camera, bring your phone, be ready for selfies. You will get a lot of fish. It's almost extent guaranteed, but what you want to do is just make sure you have clothes, you know, rain gears. If you're on the charter boat, bring a snack. But be ready to catch fish. He goes out and does it to it. All tackle supplied. But if you bring your own boat, any questions you have, I have all numbers that will put you in the general vicinity, dead on center where everyone fishes, but it puts you in the vicinity of where you want to fish. Um, what they're using, because the different areas is different. A lot of guys are out here now. I've seen a lot of new faces this year. It's like, kind of like the slowest halibut opener we ever had, but but we see a lot of new faces, and a lot of them are trying to use these pipe jigs out front. And I'm just like, no, yeah. it is a good catcher, but you use it out front, you're just going to kiss that $26 jig goodbye. So yeah, yeah. And the best, best thing you're going to use out here is just drag the two-pound lead. and uh, Spreader bar is good. A lot of people are familiar with the spreader bar, but we, we show the, the slider jig um, with the tube cord and the weight slides in the middle. That one I'm trying to really push out because it's just easier for everybody and myself. That's all I use on the charter boat. Well, it's it's two different Any questions they ever have. It's pretty much I, I got I can almost answer everything that they ask me on point out here almost. 
Well, you, you've you've been out there. Your, you've been out there. You, you've been out there your whole life, and before that, your father was out there his whole life, and your father's 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 father has been out there. So, yeah. but but to your point, that nearshore halibut fishery kind of fires up later, but it, they're two different fisheries, right? You, you don't want to use the yeah. same gear nearshore as you do offshore. So, you know, if we brought a certain thirty foot black duckworth out there for the salmon opener, would you uh, maybe jump on board with us and uh, you know kind of? Oh man, that'd be lovely yeah we have to do it right on the opener too okay but you have to let me know because mortgage is going to be crazy all right uh, i just i think i just openers now looking to be that salmon season is going to be now the new halibut season for us the way yeah I it's hear all you. set up anymore salmon is going to be nuts so okay all right i, I just i just let you know Okay, I'm okay. Jo- coming. Join our company. <laughs> public, it's public. <laughs> All right, it is. Yeah, I'm no secret, dude. No secret. I want to go. I want to go check that out. So for sure, he's yeah. Mikey Lawrence. He is. He is the man to know in Nia Bay. Log on to BigSalmonResort.net. Mikey, thanks for your time. And I'm. I'm gonna. I'm serious, dude. I'm gonna firm this up with you. I'll give you a holler later this week, and we'll we'll tighten stuff up for sure, buddy. Yeah, website's kind of down. Uh, we don't really man that anymore. Everything that we do is no, on the Big it, Salmon Facebook page. So I hear you, but just it's... let everyone know that. <laughs> okay, no, the, the Big Salmon Facebook page is definitely a go-to, but all the basic stuff, I'm looking at it right now, all the basic stuff's there. It does show yeah, you sure. It does show you in diapers, though. So I don't know... <laughs> oh, man, yeah, we've been here that long, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey Boo, talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks for your time this morning. All right, fellas. Yeah, Later, Mikey. Right, guys, have a good one. Right, take care, buddy. All right, coming up next, Ray Marine Picks of the Week for the first time in May right here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Ray Marine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Ray Marine, simply superior. Join us next Saturday for the lucky May 13th, the Three Rivers Marine event, and the launch of the 2023 Full Throttle Savings Event Rebate offer by Ray Marine. Receive up to $2,500 back on, on electronics purchases. you got to purchase that between now and and July 9th, but it all starts next week, Three Rivers Marine. We're going to be doing the show live from Bayside, excuse me, from Three Rivers mm-hmm. Marine. And, uh, and 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 here's the deal. Bring your boat in. We want you to bring your boat to Three Rivers. Let us crawl all over it. But if you got an issue with your boat, we want to help you with that. Where do the rod holders go? Where do the downriggers go? But our buddy Mike Sertic is going to be there, and we're going to update all your marine electronics. And I don't care what brand of stuff you have. Come on in. Roll your boat through three rivers. It's absolutely free. Let us get eyes on it and, and let us help you out with stuff. I, Dude, every time you jump on board somebody else's boat, you learn something. And you did this week jumping on board jumping on board a boat. And, and I know just rolling your boat through three rivers starting at 8 o'clock next Saturday morning, people are going to learn some stuff. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, man, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, obviously, we've been talking a lot of bottom fish. We covered Nia Bay and La Push. Um, the guys down in Westport are doing well. I, I So I jumped over to the east side to Mardon Resort. I talked to Pete over there, just wondering. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, what's going we on, can't man? just be all yeah. salmon and <laughs> salmon and halibut and, <laughs> well, and lingcods. Um, wait, well, why, why not? <clears throat> well, not everybody <laughs> not, okay, lives over on right, this side. Okay. There's a lot of stuff going there on is, over there. there all right, we're um, sorry. The walleye are off the beds now. Ooh. Um, so they're out in the main lake. They're out of the dunes. But the, dun- the, the largemouth are just now starting to get on the beds. They're sight fishing them. And he said there's a ton of big crappie and bluegill on the beds, and guys are sight fishing those little buggers too. Uh, trout fishing's been really good in the seep lakes, trolling. Um, checked in with Jared Higginbotham on the Drano Lake program. That's been pretty good. 
Okay. That thing um, lit. It did. did. You, well, you saw the I, numbers. Uh, yeah, 3,600 fish kind of but, pour, There were a couple of days there where there were a bunch of fish pouring over. Buzz Ramsey sent me a little video that it was just yeah, like. I tried to get a hold of Buzz, but oh, I know man. he was fishing. No, he's up there. And, 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 you know, so now wait a minute. Wind and Drano, is that kind of eastern Washington? Click at that county. It kind of straddles mm-hmm. both sides of the state right there, right? But but the thing of it is, when you start seeing 4,000, 3,000, 4,000 fish going over Bonneville, that's the time you want to be there. And they had 3,600 go over on May Day, right? 3,600 springers and 22 the next day. And, and so even though the 10-year average kind of isn't being threatened right now on the Columbia, when you start seeing those numbers above 2,500 fish a day, that's the time you want to be a Wind River. That's the time you want to be a Drano Lake. Yeah, and that's a, that's a prawn spinner program oh, or, or super baits. Or cut plugs. Um, and, and here's a, a thing that Jared told me. He said, look, remember, you're stuck in there you are st- with, with a lot of guys. <laughs> There's no adjusting your speed. Yeah, you're going to go the speed that the pack is going. So he made a good point. The only way you can adjust the speed of your gear working is – Lengthen yeah. or shorten your bumper. Yeah. Yeah. Lengthen or shorten your they're, leader. They are. They're running three sixties in there. Now, yeah, wow. yeah. And um, you know, he's, he, the, and then the spinner program. They're they're running spinners in there also, right? Yeah. Uh, Mexican hat, um, the solid gold blade. Uh, he said that's been money. He likes thirty pound fluoro, um, and he's running eight to twelve ounce leads in there, depending on speed. Again, right? It's all about speed. And he said, man, it's just such a a circus in there because oh, you're is. just you're just stuck right behind the guy right in front of you and there's a guy right behind you and there's a guy right beside you. Um, you'd best keep your gear underneath your boat. And that's why eight to twelves. You yeah. know, you don't want to be getting that because that you you know, and, and there has to be tangles and, and those fish that man, there were some nice size Chinook coming oh, out. Yeah. Well we saw we saw some we of those fish, yeah, you know for sure. When we were down Springer fishing. Um checked in with John, uh John Sporting Goods, talked to Connor. He was up in the San Juans for the opener, uh running Lancers, four to four to six ounces. Um that that glow, the glow, the purple mm-hmm. or that kind of burnt brownie orangey color motor oil money money put a assist hook on that thing you can also put a little chunk of herring a little strip of salmon belly a little piece of squid a little piece a little bit of bait on there and just to to had how you know add a little bit of scent and one of the things that that you picked up which is a sneaky little deaky is stiffening up that assist hook with the shrink to fit. Well, because yes. Because part of the the limberness of that of that assist hook can it it can wrap around and 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 impale itself on the tail. At that point, it ain't doing you any good. It's like looking at looking at an earring, right? You know. Yeah. Well, you can run those things with a a piece of wire. Oh yeah. And then run a piece of shrink wrap over the the down over the sure. shank of the hook. Shrink wrap that down. And then it stiffens up, and that thing just rides perfect. It it won't flop over when you drop it down to the bottom and end up hooking. They're pretty good about not hooking up the bottom already, but it just keeps it in the perfect spot for when that fish grabs it. They're going to get stuck. Uh, Checked in with Bry up at LFS, see what was going in way up on the north end. He said this year there there are a ton of undersized lings, and we also saw Dude, that. No right? We saw that on possession. Only only a couple dozen of them. Ton, he said it's a lot of like 24 yeah. to 25 yeah. and three-quarter inch lings. They're right there, but they're just under. But guys, are they're getting their fish. They're just having to you know, Can run I use a Brock, fish. Can I use a Brock Heward word? Go ahead. Portend. 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 That, por- that portends well 
for the for the health of this fishery to see all those sublegals. And we we mentioned already mentioned, but the Fish Northwest Derby is uh, is on right now. It's gonna be interesting um, to see. Uh, I can't wait. That, I'm gonna be calling guys as soon yeah. as we get off the air. Uh, and and Bry did say the guys who are just running jigs mm-hmm. and not running like a herring down there. The guys who are running a bigger herring are catching more legal size links, right? Sure. It just makes sense. We should, we all know that. Um, uh, the Samish, Samish Lake up there turning on for Cokes. It's a topwater program right now. They're catching some nice kokanee, 13 to 14 inches, you know, same program, Schindler flies, um, God tooth spoons, mm-hmm. mess with your leader length, mess with your speed, uh, Skagit River, we, we'll mm-hmm. go talk to Kevin John, but I heard of some fish caught, and, and the last two years, I don't think I heard of any fish caught until quite a ways it's into a the season. It's a middle stretch of the river, dude. It ain't, it ain't the entry, and it ain't the terminus. It, it's, it's travel lane time, and you, and you need to freaking park in the middle of one of them. But the water levels have helped the guys, yeah. I think, in no small degree. And then back to our home, uh, Lake Lake Stevens yeah. for Coking. It's been It's been good. Something weird. I, I checked in with Nick Poley. We'll get the Nick Poley report here. He said the guys who are trolling 1.1 to 1.4, eh, they're catching fish, but not as many. Crank it up to <laughs> 1.6. Like it's crazy how much of a difference that makes. Just that little change of speed. And, and we're T minus two weeks away from the Lake Stevens Kokanee Derby. Yes, May go, 20th. Yeah, go support that. Where where can you get tickets? Uh, John's, John's um, Three Rivers, three, yeah, yeah, the normal places, the, yeah. usual, the usual suspects, yes. yeah, yep. for sure, yeah. So I mean, dude, there's a ton of stuff going on out there. You got Springers in the Cowlitz too. It hasn't quite kicked off. I t- I checked in with Todd Daniels. Uh, he did. He was really excited. They got one, um, but he said right now they they just released a ton of smolt on the Cowlitz, and you know it's tough getting through those little buggers. Uh, there, the, the fish he did get was caught on raised bait eggs with, um, one thing I did. So, you know, we can't get live sand shrimp right now. So before the season shut down, I froze a bunch of sand shrimp in 16 ounce deli cups in Puget Sound saltwater. Uh, so I, and we hadn't really tested them for, for springers. So I sent Todd down with some, guess what? They worked. They hold their color when you freeze them in that saltwater water. So we, you may start seeing some of those in the stores, a few here and there. Uh, it's kind of the only option for us getting getting some shrimp out there right now. But um, that that Cowlitz fishery will kick off here as some of those smolt flush and more of those fish move up into the system. Um, we'll get Todd on here. Once that thing starts kind of cranking, we'll get Todd in and uh, – and pick his brain a little oh, bit. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, no question about it. Um, yeah, and again, just just quick reminder, we're, uh, we are coming to you live and on location with Three Rivers Marine next Saturday. It's a Lucky 13 event at Three Rivers Marine, and, and, and the, here's the deal. Everybody has an issue with their boat, whether they don't like this, the picture of their sonar or, or they struggle with how this is set up or that is set up. Bring your boat in and let us help you. It's free. We're, we're as soon as we get done with the show, and I'll pick up my little remote box and put it away by eight fifteen, eight thirty. We're going to be out in the parking lot. Roll your boat through. They're going to set up the parking lot so you can just pull through, no charge. We're going to look at stuff and and just help you figure out things because even you know, and and we were talking about this too. I replaced all the batteries in in my boat over over the over the winter, and in a, so I ordered all the batteries. 
because I'd ordered all one battery technology before, thought I was getting the same thing, and I'd run, which was kind of incorrect the way I did it the first time, was was I was running all AGMs, right, mm-hmm. which group group 31 AGMs, which is, is a deep cycle battery, okay? Didn't have a problem with voltage at all. This And so I got talked into running the round-wound optimums, mm-hmm. right, okay, which are a cranker. Yeah. And so my port was happy. My starboard's happy. The winch up front is happy. Who wasn't happy? The house bank. Yeah. And and we we were trying to figure that out. You know, we're I, watching our voltage slowly. Drop, drop, dip, drop, dip, drop, dip. drop. And, and so you think about it, every boat has this same challenge. If you're running, I don't care what you're running. If you're running a sounder and you're running an outboard and you're running downriggers, that's a house bank application and a, and a cranking battery application. And they're two different battery technologies. Mm-hmm. So you really need to consider those round wound. They're tough. Okay. They take a beating. They're really vibration resistant. They're one of the, they're one of the most durable battery technologies there are, but they do not have the reserve capacity of a large group 31 AGM. Okay. Furthermore, I want guys to kind of stay away from flooded cells. On, on aluminum boats and fiberglass boats. What's in a flooded cell battery, Joe? Acid. Sulfuric acid. Yeah. What's sulfuric acid do? Did you ever see Alien 1? <laughs> okay. Remember yeah. when they, they concentrated yes. acid for blood and it started eating through the hull? Yeah. That's, that's dude, battery acid on aluminum hull, that they turns your boat into an Alka-Seltzer, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. No Don't good. do it. Don't do it. I mean, I've seen, I've seen battery cases crack. I've seen poor battery installations, the rough seas. I've seen them tip over, and one of the caps fall. You don't want to put yourself in that position. It does real damage to the boat, and you lose your electrical system, and your hull is rapidly getting eaten eaten away. Okay, mm-hmm. so AGMs and boats, or the round ones, two different battery technologies for two different applications. Well, right. look, so that years of fishing and boating knowledge, not not yeah. just Nelly here who just, knows the ins and outs of almost everything. On the boat, on the water, but all the guys down at Three Rivers, for Marine, sure, man, and 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 then some of the guys who are going to show up with their boats, you're going to learn gonna stuff, stuff from them, man. But so I, I want to see a parade. I of do boats. because I want to see everybody's transducers. I want to see yeah. transom transducers. I want to see where they're mounted, how high they're mounted. Bring your boat to Three Rivers Marine next week, and we're going to. We are such nerds. We, we want to see we, your we, transducers. We, yeah, we fixed our boat. Now we want to fix your <laughs> boat for free. Uh, Bring it to Three Rivers next week. Look forward to meeting some of you guys. Nick Kester, the Puget Sound Pirate, jumping in next. Uh, Northwest Outdoor Report, presented by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Kevin John, Holiday Sports, doing the San Juan. Lings, Skagit Kings, Lake Trout, Kokanee Action, Roy Robinson's really where. And a lot more next here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App.